What's up, everybody? Welcome to the FFS Podcast. I'm your host, Praddy, once again. And this is the MWF series. Or if you don't, of or I have never heard of this particular series, it's the midweek fixture series, the sister series to the main flagship uh, podcast series, which is the For Football's Sake one. So for those of you who are not used to listening to this sister series, it's basically a shorter, more reactive, more interactive version of the flagship series. And yeah, uh, we've done three episodes so far. So this is episode number four. The first episode we spoke about, we spoke to the uh, fans of various clubs and just talked about how the season would go. The second uh, episode was talking about the UCL draw. The third episode was talking about transfers in the Premier League. And now we're going to shift our focus to Italy and in particular to the Serie A. And here we on with me on this podcast, we've got Five Serie A fans supporting various clubs in the in the league. So let me do a quick introduction of the guests on this podcast, and then we can start discussing, you know, the the two main topics of focus. So uh, we start off with Ajay. Ajay supports AS Roma. We've got Karan. Karan supports AC Milan. We've got Manish who supports Inter Milan. So we're going to call one Milan. We're going to call one Inter for obvious reasons. We've got Yogesh, who supports Napoli. And we've got Swarnam, who supports Juventus. Or if you play FIFA, he supports Piemento Calcio, or whatever they call that. So uh, I'm glad you guys could all make it here. Um, it's going to be, the next half an hour is going to be one chaotic half hour. So let's start off by setting the foundation. And I'm going to start off by talking, or let's let's start by talking about the Milan derby that just happened, I think, on Saturday, was it? So, what did you guys think? Both Karan and Manish, you were supporting the two opposition, opposite sides. So, what did you guys think of the match? Who had the upper hand? Uh, obviously, Zlatan proved that even at the age of 39-40, he could still score goals. Lukaku proved that maybe it was a mistake for United to let him go. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to let whoever wants to start off, you can unmute yourselves and carry on. So yeah, thanks Pradi. My name is Manish again. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Like I said, I've been an Inter fan for the last 20 years. So going into the Milan Derby, I would say uh, we were technically the favourites because the last four or five years, we've been winning every match uh, for the last four or five years in Milan Derby and Conti would be the first coach uh, to win three Milan Derbys back to back if you were to won. But sadly, I think we lost our players due to COVID situation. We we lost seven players. And most of all, we got the biggest impact losing our main two centre-backs. Milan Skriniar was out. Bastoni was out. But the thing with Conti is actually very stubborn uh, with his tactics. He wants to use a three-man defence. No matter if we don't have him in centre-backs, he still sticks to the three-man defence. So we used Ambrosio and uh, Kolarov, who are technically not centre-backs. They're actually the wing-backs, you could say. But for this particular game, we had to use them. Sadly enough, that got ex- exposed, you know. So we were losing seven seven players, odd players, uh, win this match. And then using the two main centre-backs, starting for first-choice centre-backs, it's going to hurt. And Milan, I think going to this uh, game was in good form. They won three matches previously. So, yeah. So it was kindly... I wouldn't say Milan uh, deserved the win. Milan played, yes, they took the chances well. Inter Milan had taken, lost a lot of chances, lost a lot of chances. Lukaku had 
technically missed scoring a hat trick. Uh, he had a couple of good, really good chances, which any other day would have taken it. But what to say? Uh, luck was not in our side. So yeah, it was quite disappointing game in the end. Wasn't but that a, didn't play wasn't that a penalty play. though for Lukaku that he had later on? I mean, it seemed like it was. It was a penalty. I think later on uh, they ruled it out for offside for some reason. But actually, if you check the rules, uh, Eriksson did not pass. It's actually a deflected ball which went to Lukaku. Yeah, but for some reason being called off. Yeah, that's what. I'm, a, I, I'm pretty sure Karan would disagree and say something against it. But yeah, I'm, but other than penalties aside, I would think the referee was quite horrible. If you check the tackles Milan made, uh, uh, Cassie had directly stamped on studs showing to Ashraf Hakimi. It would have been a clearly second yellow, which was not given. The other thing, Simeon Kajer was completely, you know, was grappling a lot for Martinez. And like completely, you know what he called for him and just tossed him on the floor. It was clearly a second yellow. I'm surprised even Ward didn't blow go in and check on these uh, actions. But saying it was any other day, Bakwar, man. it would have been really can go get lost. Yeah, well, you know, Pereira and Vidal aren't really very clean players either. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Manish noticed this tackle on Theo when Vidal made that tackle on Theo, right? I'm sure Mani saw that as well. I mean, it, I it saw goes, that, yeah. But compared, way, when you so. compare with the two actions, but Kessie put start showing and he stamped on Hakimi. Come I mean, there, there was like, a similar out of ten occasions, as well out of ten occasions, Hakimi. nine of them in which he read. Yeah, there was so, a similar tackle yeah. on uh, tackle uh, on Casey as well. If you notice that, there was a similar tackle. There was stamp I on. I think the which court. he got yellow on that. So yeah, and see uh, what's. Clearly, second card offense. Saying that, okay, Inter had played much better football, had a lot of chances. Inter with a smaller uh, score. We didn't have the bench strength at all. We had five substitutions to use in this match, but clearly, Conti just used two. And remaining players all were like the under 18 or under 16 players on the bench. So, no way is bringing them on. Yeah, no, so, yeah. no. I mean, I mean, let me, let me clear that. We clear it up for you. I'll tell you something. Uh, and this is, you know, I mean, uh, it's a direct rival. But I'll tell you something, Inter has a better quality and I have to admit it. Even after missing key players, Inter was a squad strong enough, right? If they had if they if they had key players, maybe they probably would have won. You you don't know. You don't know what happens. But But they didn't. <laughs> what? But they didn't win. Yeah, but so they didn't win. The and that's that's what it is, you know. I mean you can have world class players on your side, but what matters is what you do in the ninety minutes. And you know, I mean, I mean, the part of the part of the build-up of the derby was that Lukaku comment on Twitter where he, you know, posted his picture with the corner flag and saying there's a new king in town, and that was that was that was in the last two derbies uh, after winning it. So that's where he came. He didn't yeah, put on I mean, this derby, and I think I think Zlatan cleared that up, saying that there's God, there's no king, there's a God. <laughs> so I think that that clears it up, you know, because Zlatan's obviously played at Inter as well. So, I mean, right. yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I, I have, I, I like Lukaku. Uh, I like Lukaku. He's a great player. I have nothing against him. He's a great player. It's, it's, it's more or less. I, I want to admit. I don't want to admit it, but it's more or less like a jealousy that I have that Inter has such a great striker, uh, uh, that is leading their front line. You but know? like, okay, but, so for. for for Milan, you guys must be so happy because it's you're one of the only teams in the in in the four major leagues that or five major leagues if you count Liga, but 
that are that are actually unbeaten so it must be a good thing finally to actually be on top of the table after suffering for so long and i mean i don't know about you guys ajay you know swarnam and yogesh but like this season seems like you know juventus may not be you may not run away with the title or you know again no, that's what it. they say it every year but and <laughs> juventus win it so we we still too early to call for it right now just three weeks or four weeks are out but still it's a long way to go uh saying that the <laughs> no, no we are definitely one of the favorites along with atlanta inter atlanta now milan is one of the favorites too so that's not ruled that out along with juventus so it's going to be interesting year this year fingers crossed and at least it should be a new winner we don't want juventus to win anymore because it turned more like bundesliga where bayern munich wins every year so it's like by default they are the winners so you might as well hand the trophy to them straight away but this year in serie is going to be different let's hope for it and let's hope for a new winner yeah uh, okay and uh, yogesh i mean napoli thrashed atlanta which did you see coming uh, obviously i saw the group messages and you were going mad with lozano scoring already or two in the first 10 minutes or so so yeah i mean <laughs> tell us what your emotions were watching all of that Yep. Uh, turns out that the minus one that the league sanctioned was a good blessing for us, and it turns out the team is fired up because of that. I, I guess I'm like uh, in the longest time for this entire decade, you can say Napoli has been the only club who has been consistently challenging the players for his good. If anyone deserves it, maybe probably this season with some luck, Juventus do something bad, and Napoli might be there too. catch it that can happen and Yo, this decade is only one year old by the way i'm mean, like you can go into the i'm mean, like i you know it too but that's why you are scared got <laughs> nothing much to say <laughs> so like let's see you know i'm mean, like uh, what will happen happen i'm mean, like i'm good that they sanctioned they are they are setting up a scene they want to set up a scene i'm fine Uh, it turned out to be that this squad is pretty much fired up, and that's what is missing with this brilliant squad. I mean, Swanam, you tell me about Juventus. I think has it been? I mean, are you expecting them to win it again? Not really. What's what's the scenario like under Perlo? So see, when we are talking about Juventus, it's always that they are expected to win, even if we win, and even 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 if we are on the last in the table, we are still expected to win. and it has been since uh, since i can remember actually so well uh, with uh, napoli doing very good with milan doing quite good with inter doing let's say good as well it would be an exciting season but uh, you know i would like to add something to what yogesh said uh, it's not going to be that easy for you yogesh let's hope so that's best everyone so if if i have to choose a team to lose the scudetto to Uh, if i absolutely have to i'll choose napoli over inter or milan any day <laughs> just because the way they are playing as a coach just because the way they are playing otherwise you know me with napoli ajay like uh, are you are you going to say something about roma not being included in the list well it's it's, it's better if uh, you know we be the perennial underdog i think we perform better i mean uh, you you know how you know how barcelona turned up uh, So when they got the draw for uh, the Champions League uh, quarter final, you know they were rejoicing, and then you know after the four-one win, they were def- they were sure that they were through. But we all know how that turned out. So, yeah. Ajay, Ajay, whenever any team is playing outside of Italy, I always support the Italian team. Doesn't even if it's Inter. 
इंटर फोर मी इज लाइक राहुल गांधी टू मोदी इंटर इज Uh, say that so any which way that's what they call you and as the local champions yeah like uh, you know the title local yeah. champions like rosenberg you know because they win the league of course we can every to, year to be a local champion to be a local champion is all any day is better to be a champion of doing nothing so whatsoever check milan and inter both have more european titles so let's keep it that way yeah and <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time anything inter happened inter is the last there? team to win the champions league that's the rule for you number one number two is we are only italian team to win the treble <laughs> so you've been focusing on the treble every year they're going to win but sadly i don't think it's going to be this year so okay i, I agree that inter is the only team to win the treble and inter is the last team yeah, to win so the, that's that's a very valid point that's <laughs> win the champions league yes but you know i'd rather win something every year than win once in maybe a century and then talk about it for the rest of the century any which ways let let's not start fighting amongst us hey no that's what this entire podcast is about <laughs> it's all about fighting please do yeah, <laughs> if, if we start more this is a no end with guys on a serious to this is a debate that they it has no end whatsoever uh, milan has the uh, more european titles juve has more italian titles inter has more uh, recent titles and uh, okay let's say napoli is there okay <laughs> napoli had nothing so it would be best and fair to have to have it this time <laughs> i know uh, you okay no so you okay so you, you still have an answer uh, pradyuman's question yet he asked you if juventus is going to win this year or not and you got to be oh, very yes. honest come on please. oh yes oh yes yes i mean it's impossible to te- talk to you sometimes you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Juventus is the team that everyone wants to lose and it ends up winning at the end so I don't see anything different this year. I mean they won against with Sarri I don't think it can get even worse than that so if you win with Sarri you could win with okay I mean yeah Sarri is there with Napoli but like yeah I mean Napoli Yogesh yeah, Venus check uh, the Juventus wage bill I think it's pretty much double of what Inter is paying Inter is number 2 so the salaries they pay the players they have it's it's insane you know yeah, but look at so that. obviously they are expected to win but that midfield is I stacked think... that midfield is stacked with like everyone yeah no I mean I mean that's not a valid point you know because then guys guys if i earn like 10 crores a month obviously i'm going to buy a ferrari if i don't i'm going to be sticking with uh, 2002 model maruti swift that's correct so with that budget with that budget you should aim for winning the champions league yeah huh? it's going to be then, you know winning it's going to be a gradual process my friend it's not going to be yeah, one over the last the thing you went just one in 96 97 champions league no mistake of course so and you know there was for after what was made to happen against juve in 2006 i i don't suppose without that happening some certain team would have won anything let's not the name that team <laughs> but you know anyway <laughs> yeah. so so basically uh, president what the thing is uh, any team that has a cycle going up and going down so milan were the early 2000 teams which were up then slowly went down the inters of team which came up and now they went down over the last decade now the game is coming back now inter's time has come to shine along with napoli atlanta you want this time is pretty much done they had the chance to win the champions league but sorry to say they fucked it up so uh, it's it, it should pass they should let any other italian team to go for it now yeah it's like you want this had the chance let's say for the sake of argument let's say for the sake of argument uh, inter somehow manages to go, go further in the champions league so 
unless they can win the champions league unless they uh, face a certain israeli team called apoel beersheva as long as they don't face them i think inter can win the champions league fine fine but check you check you went as who have been knocked out last year last year <laughs> leon embarrassingly and it's before that yes. it was to ajax so let's not get there you know for juventus this it's not get sacking ronaldo it's like just hand in the over the champions league but that's not the case so you want to well, anyway, still had to work it, towards it, it it won't be the case yeah it's like it wasn't the case with ronaldo with the champions league and similarly wasn't the case with antonio conte and the serie yeah, so we are not chasing the champions league this season we are inter is focusing on the italian league to dethrone juventus which hopefully they will of course uh, so uh, the Juventus should aim for Champions guys, League. Guys. That's what I'm saying. I think Juventus will sign Mbappe next or something. Yeah, <laughs> but still, I still doubt they would win yet. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay, all right. So, uh, guys, before we get into that, I want to ask one thing. Uh, the second topic that I also want to discuss was the uh, you know Juventus one of them had a walkover against Napoli uh, because Napoli had two positive cases. They couldn't travel. Local health authorities had stopped them. It wasn't that. Like I said, Gattuso woke up one fine day and said, "Let's just not go to Turin. I just don't feel like it." So, you know, you guys. Uh, I mean, obviously, we all know that a second wave is as hit Europe, and the numbers are increasing. And obviously, football players are not immune from all of that. So, of what do you guys think about the Serie's ruling to kind of award teams that can't travel because of valid health reasons? They awarding the other opposition three points. In that case, you know. If things get worse and other teams also can't travel, you'd soon have a lot of forfeits. So, what do you guys all think about all that? So before before any one of you guys uh, put your points there, let me take the uh, let me say the first point. Being a Juve fan, I absolutely hate to see Juve win uh, without playing. Unlike some other team, I'm not gonna say who. <laughs> but any which ways i think i think napoli has already uh, de laurentiis has already decided to appeal the decision and i think they would win the decision and like i like um, i nearly said it, we would be more than happy to play napoli because you know win or lose football is uh, those matches are what makes football special so i'd rather lose by playing than win by not playing Again, unlike some other Italian team, I'm not gonna say who. Well, as a Napoli fan, uh, my thoughts on this were that uh, the Italian Liga, being the Italian Liga that it is, it's a dinosaur. It's always slow to react. It has always been like that. And in this case as well, uh, there was a developing situation. Napoli was made it very clear what they were gonna do, and Juventus also made it very clear what they were going to do. And the Liga didn't step in. They were. very slow to react and they did not choose to do anything and i think this is liga's fault that uh, such a thing has happened in the league and i don't think so uh, something like this has happened anywhere in in the league so such a stupidity happened in uh, with seria being there and i think and just it's on them and whatever decision comes in i'm like uh, i guess uh, majority of the uendes fan and majority of the napoli fans Well, I see a game. I'm like, it's just three points, but uh, it's a game of huge magnitude, which uh, which decides whether this is going to be a successful season or not. So, both of the teams want to play a game. Then, why is Liga bringing in some you know, archaic protocols and not doing something about it? Exactly my point. No, adding to this, uh, as an Inter fan, I think uh, what should have happened is uh, Napoli should not have forfeited the match. Napoli should have gone ahead and played. 
the cases were not too much in Napoli, just two players. And uh, so it's uh, surprising why they didn't travel. I know they got restrictions from local authority not to play. But if if every team stops, uh, if one or two players get sick, then you know the league is going to be stopped. Inter had seven players out. Still, we signed a team, a uh, weekend team to play the Milan Derby. So that should not be an excuse for not playing. Uh, but I feel uh, they docked one point. That was uh, baseless. Okay, you uh, they made Juventus win it, yes. But to be docked one point, negative point, that should have been avoided. Which I think that should be revoked pretty much. But, uh, uh, sorry, just to put a point there. Uh, I think it wasn't up to the up to Gattuso or De Laurentiis for that matter to go and play or to not play. If you know, if I was the president of a team, and if you asked me, would you rather uh, not follow the safety standard standards or not follow the league standards? I'll I'll follow the safe, uh, safety 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 yes, standards. Yes, my friend. But what happens? I tell you, if any club now we check pretty much every other team has two or three players out. If every course, team starts so doing that. Actually, then you know it's, exactly. it's not going to no, make sense if the league has to go on the league not, authority not has to be a stronger point now Inter had seven of players course. out Inter clearly could have said you know what we are forfeiting this game no but no no it's, it's, it's uh, okay if Napoli had but, 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 eight to ten players out then fair enough you know but, but it's more like it's more like the local authority shouldn't stop it right that's what you said exactly. because it's, it's more like I mean Napoli was pretty much okay to play just that the local authority said let's not and then I exactly. Know. So we, we I, I think it's more from the authorities. Oh, yeah. So he could have stepped in if, if the cases were on the higher side. If there were a lot of cases, then yes, it made sense. You know, the Italian, uh, the federation would take in that in consideration. But just two players out, not making sense. Yeah, I don't know. can't yeah. really blame Napoli for that. We can't. I don't think so. Anyways, which, which, I respect all your opinions, but I don't think we can blame Napoli for that. Current and... Uh, I think Karan and... Okay, fine. So, Yogesh, you wanted to say something as well? Yeah, uh, I think uh, at this point, you are forgetting the context in which Napoli was in. I mean, like, they had played Genoa one week before that. Before the match, Genoa had two players who had tested positive. Um, Matia Perrin and I forget the name of the other guy. They were sure they were out of the squad. Napoli absolutely played the game, absolutely smashed them. And after the game, uh, it turns out that uh, 22 players and staff of the Genoa squad were corona positive, COVID positive. So, uh, yeah, quite a bit in big number. So, it, it turns out to be an absolute disaster. Luckily, these these guys are sports persons and they have a very strong immunity. Uh, so, nothing bad happens, I hope. But there's family to consider and that was the context in which Napoli had the president in front of them. So, I guess it would have been terrible if something because of some Napoli players uh, an outbreak starts, so it it would have been a terrible blame to there. So I, I guess it's fine. I'm like Liga did what they have to do. I'm like uh, there there are court procedures. There there's a, there are sports laws. Those things will happen. But uh, immediate effect of it has been that Napoli is very fired up because of this sort of injustice. Injustice, you can say. And I, I'm happy for that. If this thing binds the squad together, then sure, I'll take even minus three points. Why not? If, if it binds the squad. Also, and uh, I want to get views from Ajay and Karan as well. What do you guys think? I mean, is this a dangerous precedent? Or like Yogi said, I mean, there is some basis to this, uh, whatever whatever's happened. So, where do you guys stand on this issue? Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, to be honest, uh, I, I think I also read that there was a legal implication had the Napoli player, player travel to... 
you know, for the fixture. You know, there could be a lawsuit that that would come their way. So, uh, you know, there is so much of uh, uh, there's a lack of communication between the Lega, between uh, the government, the Italian government. So, uh, this is public health safety which is at stake, and obviously, you know, Italy being one of the most severely affected countries in the world, they they don't want you know, the second wave to be as bad as the first one. So um, the, the the Lega, the FIGC need to find a win-win solution. Um, I don't think so, uh, you know, any of the teams wanted to, uh, you know, uh, abandon the game or, you know, just the way that it happened. They obviously, they, they did not want that. They would, would rather square off on the pitch. So I think the Lega needs to find a way. And um, yeah, I think even as Manish said, you know, you can't, you can't postpone the fixtures because it's it's already a very congested fixture list. So you know what do you do then? I mean, do you, I mean, uh, uh, do you sort of like give them a point each, or you know, you play at a neutral venue at a later date? Those are decisions that need to uh, uh, be taken by the league, and it has to be uh, you know the the same level field has to be applied to all the teams, even in the future, if if there is another scenario. Or uh, you know something similar that happens in the future. So more than the clubs or the players or the officials, this this comes down to the league, and they need to be firm. They need to be non-biased. And um, well, <laughs> we all of us know that you know they're they're really far away yeah. from that. Uh, you know that, that, that that's that's not exactly there. Someone, what what they're known for? Yeah, someone someone mentioned the word dinosaurs. So. So it's far from an ideal situation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know. To to add to that, uh, the conversation the conversation came up again after Napoli thrashed Atalanta because because of the way Napoli is playing and Juventus, the team Juventus is. The conversation came up again where people were talking about you know we really want to see the match, we really want to see Napoli Juventus, we really want to see how, how it's how it's gonna go, and. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we, the group was divided uh, pretty much into two parts because we've had this conversation because there were arguments. I'm sure Swarnam is going to say something like this, but like, if if at all it was possible for Juventus to appeal that uh, we can maybe postpone the fixture sometime later. And then there was a whole another argument on that because Juventus cannot go against league rules. There can be another penalty for them. But yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I still I still feel that if there's a possibility to adjust the match I think it I think it should be yeah okay all right uh, la- lastly I want you guys obviously this midweek or from tomorrow onwards is the Champions League and then the Europa League fixture so why don't you guys tell me a bit about what you expect from your uh, matchups this week so we'll start off with uh, Swarnim uh, Juventus against uh, who are you guys playing now first uh, Dinamo Kiev uh, see, with the way we've been playing, I expect us to win, but please don't expect anything like a 3-0 or 4-0. But I expect Juve to win. Maybe if I if I have to choose a scoreline, it's going to be 2-1 for Juve, or maybe 1-0. 2-1 more more likely. And and this is this is at Allianz or is this at the Kiev? Uh... Uh, no, it's in Ukraine. It's in Ukraine. Okay, okay. Kiev. All right. Uh, next, Ajay, uh, your match against who who's Roma playing we, we face uh, young boys young boys yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, so basically uh, you know it, it, it's an away fixture and, and uh, you know we've got CSK Sofia and uh, Cluj uh, from Romania as well in, in our group so uh, you know I don't see it as a problem 
uh, for Roma to win this group that's there. So even if you start off with uh, you know an away draw because I I foresee a heavy heavy rotation uh, and you know since this is a special season because uh, of the fixtures adjustments due to the pandemic, I would see a lot of youngsters and probably you know a bit part-time players coming in to play uh, against young boys. But uh, but yeah, I mean. Um, I, eventually, I don't see uh, any issues with us progressing as group winners. Awesome. All right. Next, uh, Manish, Inter playing Mönchengladbach. Uh, I mean, it's a tough uh, game, especially against a good German opponent. Yeah. So yeah. So now, what happens is the next seven days we're playing three matches uh, and with players slowly recovering. It now I heard like Bastoni is back. Nain Golan has recovered from COVID. So slowly, slowly, the players can come into the team. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Playing German teams are not easy uh, in Champions League. And we're playing at San Siro, so hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Conti uses Ericsson this time from the first minute. And let's hope for an inter-victory, followed by, I think, just playing Genoa and Shakhtar. So two Champions League in a matter of one week. So yeah, hope the Conti rotates the squad and not be too stubborn on tactics and using certain players all the time. So yeah, Conte and That's... tactics is basically synonymous. So you <laughs> <laughs> can't really be. But yeah, I guess it is down to how well managers rotate uh, in this congested fixture. So I definitely would agree. Correct. Now, main thing: the players are out on COVID, so hopefully they're back one by one, and they shouldn't be slowly getting into the team once the fitness is up and running. Awesome. All right, and uh, current Milan playing Celtic uh, again, uh, a big European powerhouse, obviously diminished over time, but. Definitely, it'll be an interesting game. Oh, it's it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. We're playing away. And then, you know, it's been a tough week for us because we played Inter on, on the weekend, now playing Celtic. And then the next fixture for us is Roma. So, it is it is a tough week. And then, uh, because of the Milan derby, I'm pretty sure it was exhausting. I'm expecting Paoli to have a rotation. I saw that KC picked up a knock towards the end of the game. So, maybe we are... Expecting Tonali to start, um, maybe Castilejo for Sylamikers, and and maybe we can see Hauke being introduced. So I uh, I'm I hope that we go. I hope we get away with a win because uh, we cannot expect Zlatan to play each and every game in and out. I'm not sure what's going to happen for the striking position. I'm expecting Romagnoli to play again in the midweek. I I'm I think we can get away with a two-one win. Because uh, we're playing away, and then it's and then the score is going to be rotated. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and lastly, we've got Yogesh. Yogesh Napoli playing AZ Alkmaar. Uh, again, I mean, not obviously a powerhouse, but it's going to be a tricky fixture. I, but though you're playing in uh, yeah, for the Dutch side, an unknown quantity. Uh, let's see what comes up. Uh, I feel there's a lot of pent up energy in his squad, and Gattuso is not uh, kind of a person who would. Uh, Let's go away of game. I'm like put in a weak squad and let's lose a game. He, he's not like that. And Insigne is back in the squad, so that's a huge plus point for the team. Let's see. Yeah, I mean Napoli has always been a good European side, at least against uh, against Liverpool, against us in the past two years. You've been quite a thorn, and I think beating us twice or thrice <laughs> in those group matches, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. And uh, but more often, but more than anything else, I'm more excited to see, or intrigued to see how the Serie A handle it. They themselves are quite uh, flummoxed about how the situation, the scenario plays out with 
with, with respect to you know covid and restrictions and all of that they don't want another suspension of play because of all the financial uh, issues that will come out come about because of it so yeah i mean it's going to be really fun but unfortunately we'll have to take discuss all of that in another at another time probably in another episode somewhere down the line so thanks everyone i'm i'm sorry if you had so much more to say but we keep that all reserved we can we'll definitely have you on in the near future either as part of the same sort of series or uh, we'll discuss in detail you know your clubs or anything that is to do with your clubs uh, in our flagship program which is the ffs podcast that goes on for an hour or so so thanks ajay swarnam karan manish yogesh for this entire half hour of chaotic fun uh, it was a pleasure talking to you all and getting your insights and uh, you know opinions on all of these topics and i can't wait to host you all again yes guys thank you so much all right cheers cheers pradi it was a good session maybe more time with the you understand would been good <laughs> uh, but other than that i wish you all Like great evening. <laughs> great content for your Darby Ditalia sorted right. out. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I can't, can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was so much fun. It was obviously a lot of chaos that was there, and a lot of banter, which we'll always appreciate. So, can't wait for more such uh, episodes to be done in the near future. So, thanks everyone, and. Thanks to those of you who've been listening to the MWF and the FFS podcast, whichever series you've been following. Uh, I hope you've had fun. I hope you've taken away something from this. Or if you've not, at least I hope you've picked up some banter quotes that you can use if you're ever debating a topic against rival opponents and rival fans. So uh, thanks for listening and tuning in. If you like the content we've been putting out, then I'd advise you to go and. follow us rate us like or whatever you do on seven different podcast platforms like anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast amazon music itself and you can follow us on twitter and instagram as well where i try to keep as active as possible so i guess that's about it for episode number 4 of season 1 of the nws series you've all been fantastic uh you all stay safe as well uh, and i'll catch you next wednesday so that's it i'm your host pradi once again and see you